marriage was on the rocks and now they're in more in love than they have ever been guys they're such a beautiful couple i hope they can come to london and visit us in the summer but salvation is the only the beginning of our walk we're saved to do good work in the name of jesus the promise of eternity and living free from bondage of sin is a wonderful gift of salvation but these blessings are to free us up so that we can be about the business of god so that we can do the everyday work of god we need to start our mornings in prayer and ask god to help us to break our hearts if needed it's so worth it i feel so much i just like thank you i just need to cry sometimes i just don't i'm numb i think i was trying to include daniela's lesson she did on numbness but sometimes we just get numb it's painful the christian life is painful and sometimes you're just like dang i got to numb out here cuz i can't handle anymore but the but that's actually a time that's actually bitterness oftentimes you know or hardness of heart or sin that numbs us out have you forgotten your right or your why remember what what and why you signed up for this remember your 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 first day where you made jesus lord it's so worth it your life changes lives saves families and changes people's destiny i cannot think of a better why and god has given us as i said such precious promises and and blessings so that we can go out now into the world and 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 bring that light to others you know i looked talking about soldiers and boot camp i want to kind of keep it related related to military values and i think i'm just going to i'm going to talk about the six core values of the british army which really go in line with a lot of what michael preached about being a good soldier of christ the first value that they contend is courage right i can't think of a, a i think most more important quality to have as a christian woman be strong and courageous deuteronomy joshua be strong and very courageous courage is so important to sustain the hits of satan and to just be bold women of god courage is doing and saying the right thing not the easy thing it's pretty easy really pretty simple you know i can think of incredible courageous women in the bible i can think of deborah who stood up when no man stood up but still knew her role i think of abigail whose husband was horrible who was an abusive husband essentially but she in her grace and in her intelligence was able to save herself and eventually become a wife of David because of her courage and her deep humility zephora the wife of moses she saved moses from death moses was the guy in the basket he got saved from the the pharaoh you know he would say and then and then he would have got to been taken out because he didn't circumcise his first son so was like grab the son and said get the flint knife and cut that thing off so yeah, then and you know that takes a brave woman esther i can't think of another brave woman right courage courage under fire that woman could have been beheaded killed impaled but she asked for the favor of the king ruth and the list goes on i think of the women in the new testament that followed jesus those women would have been probably named harlots because women were not allowed to be in the company of men so they would most of them most likely were called harlots 
or prostitutes because women weren't just allowed to gallivant around like men were. They were labeled, labeled probably wild women. But these are our ancestors and these are the women that we're inspired to be. We need a lot of courage. You know, it's, it's been said, I say it a lot, courage is not the absence of fear. It's the mastery of fear. And we can only master fear through faith, through faith in God. God has to be bigger than our fear. It's as simple as that. We have a God who is bigger than our fear. But we get our perspective gets distorted and then our fears get bigger than our God. So it's really a distortion. We need to put on the right glasses. And that comes through having quiet times and being washed with the word of God. An important element that is, I think, added courage is not only the absence of fear, but it's also, I think, trust and faith in God. They go hand in hand. We trust, we, courage is trusting God when we don't know the result. Courage is trusting God and trusting to do right, even though we've been wronged. Trusting God is when we don't understand a situation, when a situation is, doesn't go our way, that, but we still trust in God through the process, that God will lead us when we're in a valley, that God will get us back one day to that mountaintop of experience. Trusting God is not having a husband on the horizon. Trusting God is getting old, wanting a baby, still no husband on the horizon. Trusting God is not able to have babies anymore. We've got to have courage and that's trust and faith in God. We've got to trust the process, which is courage. Romans 5, 3, 5. Turn there with me. How are you guys doing? You're all so quiet. Awesome, sis. We're with you. Come on, right, Michelle. Come on. Great, great, great. All right. Come on. Are you guys there? Thumbs up. Romans 5, verse 3. This is deep. Yes. My, okay. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Courage is suffering as a Christian, knowing that when we do what's right, that we please our commanding officer, Jesus Christ, that, that we will be rewarded with very eternal and deep and beautiful treasures. There is nothing more precious than character, good character. There is nothing more trustworthy with, than someone that has good character. That's the someone you give your kids to without a blink of an eye. That's someone you would tell your secrets to and they wouldn't, you know that it's, it's secure. That's someone that you would give a million dollars to and know that she wouldn't spend a 
scent of it because she has strong character. That someone that says, I'll be there at seven is there at seven. That's strong character. And that's something that is beautiful in God's sight. So courage is trusting the process of pain. How do you respond to pain and pressure? I mean, we, 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 we go through all kinds of responses, all, every kind of response. <laughs> I don't know, right? Krista's like, yeah, I know. We all do. We all do. And then we have the time of the month where it's even more intense. We've got to deal with that more, you know, it's just like, wow, more emotions. But how we deal with it really shows, you know, if we really trust God. Because um, a great scripture is in uh, 2 Peter where um, Jesus talks about, I don't have, yes, here it is, 2 Peter. I love this. Let's go there. I wasn't going to share this, but it's on my heart. Second Peter. Come on, Michelle. Thank you, sis. Um, okay. No, first Peter. First Peter four. Ay, ay, ay. Yes. Okay. Chapter two. Sorry. First Peter chapter two. All right. 20, 1 Peter 2.20. Thank you, Shamika. How is it to your credit if you receive a beating for doing wrong and endure it, right? You did wrong. Amen. You deserved it. <laughs> but how, but if, sorry, if you suffer for doing good and you endure it, this is commendable for, before God. Why? Because you're getting character. And verse 21 says, to this you were called because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. He committed no sin and no deceit was on his mouth. When they hurled their insults at him, so when he suffered the worst of all suffering, dying on a cross, being abused, physically tortured, some even say molested, he did not retaliate. He didn't do what I do, harden my heart, shut, bite my tongue so I don't swear back. Some of us stomp our feet, slam doors, whatever. I'm more of an internal hatred, want to kill you with my thoughts person. Instead, what did Jesus do? He entrusted himself to him who judges justly. Courage, trust and faith. Entrust yourself to the judge who judges justly. God sees your pain and he will avenge for you. He will defend. He will protect you in due time. He himself bore our sins, verse 24, in his body on the cross so that we may die to sin and live for righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed. And then it goes on for the wives. This one's for you. Just a reminder, chapter three, verse one, not letting you go. Wives, in the same way, 
In the same way, in the same way as what? In the same way that Jesus died on a cross. In the same way that Jesus submitted himself to an authority higher than himself in that moment because he became human. In the same way that Jesus had courage. In the same way that Jesus trusted in the goodness of God, which is faith. In the same way, submit yourselves to your own husbands, so that if any of them do not believe the word, they may be won over without words by your behavior, by your attitude. Back to Romans 5. Perseverance, suffering, excuse me. Suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character and hope. And there it is. The more we suffer, the more we endure it, we will receive great godly character. And then we receive a hope. A hope, the Bible says, that is like no other hope on earth. Anything temporal on this earth that you cling to and put your hope in will perish. Anyone on here who wants to refute me on that, you have a chance right now. Tell me something that will not disappoint you, right? Your husband, your, favorite, your child, your favorite thing, right? A billion dollars. We've seen it. We've seen millionaires commit suicide. Fame, fortune, we've seen famous people also commit suicide. Suffering will produce a hope that will not disappoint and not put you to shame. So there's a couple of translations that say God's love um, and hope does not put us to shame or disappoint because God pours his love into our hearts. Oh, isn't that, I want that love into my heart. Courage. We got to trust the process. Endure the process, not with a white knuckle, not with gritting your teeth, although some days, amen, I've gritted my teeth and white knuckled a few days <laughs> just to get through it. But focus on Jesus and stay spiritual because you will get to the other side and you will get that beautiful gift of character and hope. The second core value that is held up in the British Army that I think is also held up for a soldier of Christ is discipline. Discipline. It's a it's a part of our character too. So it's doing things properly and setting the right example. That's what, that's what um, another idea is. And that discipline actually helps you control fear. So the, that, that's an interesting concept. I thought that the military believe, and I agree, that the more disciplined you are, you're going to be able to control your fear because it does take discipline not to, to kind of have... Um, you kind of got to reel those anxious thoughts in that takes discipline because if, if you let your mind go to those places for a long time, we go crazy, right? It takes mental discipline to rein in the thoughts and in many ways, make them obedient to the gospel, to the word of God. And I think one of the things that really um, helped me also was something that Jason said to a sister who shared and he just said, sis, you just got to go back to believing the Bible is from God and do not take any prisoners. I, that meaning like don't, 
don't consider anything else other than the truth. And I think a lot of us kind of have plan B's from the Bible, you know, or, or kind of like entertain arguments and opinions and thought processes and cultural norms that are not in the Bible. We entertain them. And it's a very dangerous thing. And I've done it myself, but the Bible says we need to take captive every thought and make it instead obedient to Christ, because there's a lot of thoughts, opinions, and mindsets, especially the um, homosexual mindset, the gay agenda. There's a lot out there. And if you guys, I will speak more on that. If anyone has questions about that, I'm not against, I love all types of people, but there's a lot of thought processes that are counter to the Bible. And we need to consistently be careful of what we're allowing to enter our minds. And that takes a mental discipline. And I think that discipline is something that really are trying to train the young leaders. In Luke 16, in verse 10, the, uh, it says, whoever can be trusted with small things can also be trusted with big things. And these are such a great way of learning discipline. Um, so with the interns and those that want to be in leadership, a lot of you have wanted to be leaders or want to, actually a lot of you, not a lot, but a few of you have mentioned wanting to go to staff. And I think that's very noble. I think any of you that want to do be a, be a leader is extremely noble. Some of you want to go in the ministry. That's extremely noble. And I want as many as possible to be leaders and in the ministry because Jesus was a leader and Jesus was in the ministry. So being like Jesus is wanting to be a leader, wanting to be in the ministry. But at this point, my, 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 um, my, my encouragement to you is what are you doing right now? What, are you, what, what, what can I entrust you with that's small, that you can prove to God and to yourself and to me that you can be trusted? You know, a lot of us want to get to, to a place without doing these, you know, Michael says, you know, get, take the elevator to leadership. But the best training starts from doing really menial tasks. And that's where I got my training. I was not elevated into the ministry until... Um, 10 years into my discipleship. I led a region and a Bible talk. I led the singles ministry three months old and I worked a full-time job that whole time. So I absolutely understand how, how hard work. I, I have worked extremely hard for God. Nothing was given to me on a silver platter. And I really believe that um, we just really need to get into that mindset of um, when, when, when you're discipling someone that wants to do something, go, okay, sis, let me give you some tasks. You know, let me give you some small things to entrust you with and see how we go. Cause yeah, the title of leadership, the title of coming to staff sounds great, but unless you're willing to clean a toilet, watch someone's kid, take groceries to an elderly person in the church, you can't really lead because leading is just serving. Does that make sense? Thumbs up. Yay. Okay, great. The other thing is in discipline, I think that part, the word discipline is part of discipling, right? Disciple. That's where we get the word disciple from, the word discipline. So I really think that, you know, I think it's very important that just we get back to discipleship, back to teaching the disciplines of Christianity in our D times. D times are not counseling times, right? D times are not 
tea time <laughs> where we're just having a cup of tea and a, and a little chat. They can be those things sometimes, but at the end of the day, they really are in a fantastic opportunity to be trained, to really be trained and not only to grow, to grow in Christ. You know, um, one of the, one of the, um, the uh, second Peter, write it down. Second Peter one, five through seven. It's, 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 uh, it tells us essentially that we need to grow. It's not okay to stay low. We need to grow. The Bible says we need to add to our faith goodness. So Princess got baptized last week. Guess what? She's, she's going to do the uh, follow-up studies, but she's got to get go, go, go now into goodness, knowledge, self-control. There it is. Perseverance. We talked about that. It leads to godly character, godliness, godly character, mutual affection, mutual affection, love. The, we got to grow. and and. I think counseling is great. It has its time and place, but how are you, how do you, would you feel if your disciple uh, had an expectation to teach you to grow? Second Peter one, five through seven. Do you, you know, are you okay with going into D times now with your disciple saying, you know, sis, I've got a, um, from what you shared about your weaknesses, let's look at a Bible study to help you repent. Yeah, how does you know that might ruffle your feathers, right? Victoria's like, no, good girl. It shouldn't ruffle your feathers because you're in a discipling movement. You're in the Bible says in Matthew 28, verse 20, teach them to obey, not only baptize, but teach them. Princess needs to be taught everything. Teach them to obey everything I have commanded you. And then I will be with you always to the very end of the age. What makes us very different from most churches, some churches baptize for the forgiveness of sins, but we disciple and we are in each other's lives in a deep way. We are growing in our knowledge and our goodness, and our self-control and our perseverance. We do not tolerate sin in the church. We kick it out. We expect repentance, a lifestyle of repentance. So yeah, check your heart. And if your heart is good or bad or whatever, repent. In your next day time, make an agreement with your disciple. Sis, I'm ready to be trained. I'm ready. Are there any small things that you want to entrust me with that I can do? Because I want to grow. And I want to be a leader. And I want to be trusted with big things. So I want to prove that I can be trusted in small things. And these are wonderful things to teach young Christians, baby Christians. Are you Titus two says older women, not also not only in age, but older women in the faith. Are you teaching younger women? Do you even have anyone that you're discipling? You know, you should just have a heart. Oh, you know what? I, that girl needs my love in Diva. I'm trying to train the women to have a mother heart. Like my heart that they were like, what can I imitate in you? I said, you know what? I have a deep instinct. I have a motherly instinct. And I said, some of you can really learn. Some of you can really learn that. I go into fellowship and I put myself in people's lives and I say, oh, I'm going to be your mom. And there's some even, and I do it with brothers that I don't have moms. And I look for orphans and I, you know, in a sense, orphans. They don't have to be literal orphans, but I look for women and men that might need a motherly word to just notice them. 
sometimes it's like, hey, how are you doing? Like, we had a chat last week, you know, and start to build a rapport. You know, these are ways that we can tie to, be tied as two women. We don't just have to technically wait for someone to give us someone to disciple. And I think those that are mature, these are things that you should be thinking about. These things should be on your heart. And if they're not, then amen. Tonight you're learning, you're thinking about new things to do in the church. The other thing it talked about, third thing, respect for others. Treat others as you expect to be treated. That's a biblical biblical core value that the, the army stole from the Bible. Come on. <laughs> Ephesians 4.2 says, how do we respect others? I think humility is the biggest thing. How's your humility level? Where's your humility at? Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Are you bearing with your brothers and sisters in love? I think we have a hard time bearing with the sins of others because bearing is kind of a ugh, having to bear with someone. So it's, it's, it, 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 it denotes strain in the relationship. And I think when we're humble and gentle, it's a lot easier. But when we're self-righteous and critical, it's a lot harder to bear. In fact, we get annoyed and we don't bear. We give up. I, that's me. I've done that. Instead of bearing with someone in love, I diss them and look down on them and kind of write them off and that's not love that's hate but when i'm humble and you know the the scripture that talks about the plank in your own eye you know like if you see this you know take the plank out of your eye then you can help your brother take the speck every time that's every time i have a, start to get critical towards michael which is usually starts at home it's usually the time of the month i get more critical at this that it's just hormonal i'm like yeah babe it's that time where I'm kind of edgy. I'm like, okay, if I'm critical, I stop and I sit down and I figure out, okay, let's just get some sin out, Michelle, because you're being critical. There is definitely some sin there. It's different. We can, have a, we can have an eye that is discerning, but we can have a critical heart. And I think it's very different. I can be very discerning, but when it's critical, I just say things with an edge and I'm irritated. I'm more like, can you just change this? Because it's, it's driving me crazy. It's annoying me. It's got nothing to do with Jesus. It's got nothing to do with their character. It's just annoying me, right? So I just really, most of the time, just need to pray. Romans 12, um, 16 through 18. This is the TPT version. I love this version. I've never read it before until today. It's so cute. It says, Romans 12, 16 through 18. If any one of you likes to type just put in the scriptures for me so that the other sisters who are, who some like, no, Bruna is, this is not her first language. Some other sisters can, can kind of flow as well. It says, live happily together in a spirit of harmony and be as mindful of another's worth as you are your own. Don't live with a lofty mindset thinking you are too important to serve others, but be willing to do menial tasks and identify with those who are humble-minded. Don't be smug or even think for a moment that you know it all. Never hold a grudge or try to get even, but plan your life around the noblest way to benefit others. Do your best to live as everyone's friend. I think that is so sweet. 
Wouldn't you want to share that? I can see Felgona living this out, right? Live as, and it just softens my heart. I'm going to put it in there so you guys have it. Live as everybody's friend. Can you imagine the world that lived as everybody's friend? You know, that sweet friend. Are you okay? It's going to be okay. Can I give you a hug? Mommy, mommy made me a sandwich. Do you want half? <laughs> kids are so sweet. Yes. And we need to be like kids if we want to enter the kingdom of God. But yeah, just let's get on with each other. Let's not fight. Let's be friends. <laughs> I know some of the households, um, I know some households are having a bit of a hard time, but, you know, just overlook that's how we're going to grow. We're sisters. We're in this together. No one's perfect. We're coming in from all types of lives. And we're just coming in like that, like that line that we saw at boot camp. They were all from all walks of life. You had all the cultures. You had rich kid. You had bad kid. You had ghetto kid. You had highly intelligent kid. We're coming from all walks of life. And in many ways, we're all entering boot camp. And once we enter boot camp, we are a team. That's our team. We live and die for each other. That's what true family is. You don't get to choose your family, but God has chosen your family and God is the best chooser, right? We, he's the, I mean, I want to do what God wants. I don't want to do what I want. He's, I, I know God's got it down. He's like the best person in the world to choose my friends. And um, yeah, I just think, guys, let's live together in spirit of harmony and that comes with humility and really the biggest thing is praying together last week we were able to pray uh, funny story I just have to share it um, we were we were praying together in the north and um, the girls put together like groups so we would always have a different partner every day it was kind of stressful kind of I couldn't keep track but the sisters helped they would create these groups and stuff and it was so funny because one of the sisters she was so cute she was like all day Michelle I was so afraid to pray with you I was like oh no and she was like even looking on the internet for like spiritual prayers that she could pray with me like what is a spiritual prayer you know because she's like I need to have backup plan in case I get anxious and what was so funny after after we spoke and we prayed she's like I don't even need that prayer you're so down to earth and you know obviously like you know I'm just normal person but it just is like funny it just was so funny to me like every time I'm sure my name came up people were like oh <laughs> I've got Michelle this today. You know, I'm going to be spiritual today. No, guys. You know, most times I think people are like, wow, <laughs> just an ordinary girl trying to make it to heaven, just like the rest of us. But yeah, praying really helped. And it was so beautiful to pray um, with the sisters that I was able to pray with. Um, it was so bonding and um, I got to pray with women I don't normally pray with and I just think it's so bonding and it's something that if you haven't done, I know the West has done it, but if any other region has not, I think South did it too. So maybe the East has as well. I don't know, but it's a really a wonderful thing to do and I encourage you guys to do it. It was really fun. Okay, respect. So we got to love each other, right? we got to be everybody's friend. No favorites. Amen. Um, integrity is the fourth 
um, the fourth core value of a soldier, re, uh, integrity. So important in war. Why? Because you got to trust your teammate and you got to be able to um, rely on that person. They got to, their yes needs to be yes. And um, it's really about honesty as well. I think integrity isn't about perfection, but to me, it's more about uh, being honest and at all costs trying to keep your word. Those to me, as a, in a Christian, is, is, is um, what it takes. And in short, the Christian command to integrity is to both talk and walk in the way of Jesus, right? And that's integrity. A Pharisee or a hypocrite is someone that talks but doesn't walk the talk. We got to walk the talk. So just don't be a hypocrite. Just don't be a hypocrite. Easy, right? Not so easy. But that's why our D, our D times will really help with that, just helping us refine ourselves and continue to live a life of repentance. In Proverbs 10, verse 9, um, there's really only two scriptures that really talk about integrity, but really it's a lot of scriptures about how to be living like Christ. And that's really it. To really be integrous is to, as a Christian is to live like Christ. Proverbs 10, 9, thanks, Jen, says, whoever walks in integrity walks securely, but whoever takes crooked paths will be found out. And I just think when we're honest, when, we, when we're like, I try and be very honest with you guys. I think more than uh, most people feel comfortable with, probably not you guys necessarily, but I think probably a lot of people would say you're too honest and it may make people feel uh, distrust you or your leadership. But as I shared with the women on Tuesday, I can't be any other way because I could easily be someone that lives like a hypocrite and I don't want to do that. So I have to continue to just be real and honest because I'm not doing this for you necessarily. This is about my salvation as well. Uh, obviously, I'm doing it for you. I serve you. But um, yeah, I just think honesty is going to really help us. Whoever walks in integrity walks securely. Because why? There's no, you're not, try, you're not making out yourself to be, out, to be anybody that you're not. Second Timothy, oh, I already talked about that one. Loyalty. Aha, I've got another version here from my dear friend, Josie. It says, the one who walks in integrity will experience a fearless confidence in life, but the one who is devious will eventually be exposed. And I'm going to put that in the group chat too. Do you like that one? I like that one. Who does not want to be fearlessly confident? Integrity gives you that. So it also says, what is it? Something about bold as a lion, Rebecca? What is that one? It's my brain. Is it? The bold, bold as a lion. What is the, Michael always shares it. I, <laughs> I just know the righteous are bold as a lion. That's it. The righteous are bold as a lion. The righteous, that's the one. <laughs> the righteous are bold as a lion. And I think righteousness is integrity. The same thing. Yes. The, we are bold when we are righteous and we're close to God and we're honest to God and we're real. We're not, it's not about being perfect. Proverbs 28, one. Thank you. Loyalty is so important. Loyalty is about supporting each other, looking after each other, helping each other and putting others needs before our, our, our own, even when the going gets tough. And um, one of the things that Jason talked about was family. Ephesians 2.19 says we are members of God's household. 
And God is our father and we're brothers and sisters. And I think that when we really create a culture of family, uh, we create um, radical disciples because when you love your kids, you will die for your kids. I would, I know every mother here, if someone, if your child needed your arm, your leg, your life, you would give it. And in the kingdom, the same. You know, we've got to really start building a culture of family first and foremost in our homes. Hopefully that's easy with mom, dad and the kids. Hopefully that's getting easier in the sisters' households. <laughs> and then we've got to build family in our Bible talks. It's very important. We've got to build family in our regions. We've got to also build family in our separate regions like the campus like the singles and even uh, other regions within the regions. So we've even thought about having an older women region or older women's place for older women to maybe meet on Zoom once a month and just chat and talk and connect. And I know Maria um, and Denise and Carl and Sue can all kind of look into that. And that, who's that? Oh, I don't know who that is. I can't see. Trisha, Trisha's Trisha, hi Trisha. <laughs> Trisha can join too. Yeah, sorry, I'm your tiny little box and I don't have my glasses. Um, exactly. So it's important we build family and we connect with one another and it really it really lessens the amount of fallaways when there's true family. Amen. We've got to be loyal, loyal to God, loyal to each other. The last but not least is selfless commitment. Selfless commitment. And the army says, mates first, mates and mission first, me second. If they can do it in the army, we can do it in the church. <laughs> they don't even have Jesus. And they're like, you're first, mission first, I'm, I'm last. So that's a really great heart. And that is truly selflessness, is putting others' needs and God's needs before our own. Michael was, um, gave us, you know, this, he said, people who die give life. And um, one of you guys look up, I didn't write the scripture reference, but um, it's the one that's, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground, it remains a single seed. John 12, let's turn there. John 12, 23 to 24. Selfless commitment. All right. Can someone read that for me just to get some new voices because you might get tired of my voice. Anyone? Hands up. Whoever gets there first, put your hand up. All right. Frankie, 12. Go ahead and read John 12, please, with a loud voice. John 12, 23 to 24. Jesus replied, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Very truly I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. Amen. Thank you, Frankie. If it dies, it produces many seeds. Before there is fruit, there must be death. And I think this is probably the biggest reason why most of us are not fruitful is because we don't want to die to ourselves. Because, yeah, 
who wants to die? That's no fun. But we need to die in order for us to do the work that is needed. We need to, dying looks like others first, mission first, me second. We must put the needs of others above our own if we are going to be able to evangelize the world in this generation. And Michael made such a great visual uh, when he said that when you got baptized, it was a public execution. Do you remember? When you got baptized, it was a public execution. Why? Because you were dying to yourself. You, Jesus, you made Jesus Lord. And that means Miriam is dead. Rachel is dead. Victoria is dead. Daniela is dead. Valeria is dead. Naomi is dead. Issy is dead. Tamara is dead. Carl is dead. Shamika is dead. Maria is dead. Leanne is dead. Sue is dead. Eugenie is dead. Laurentia is dead. Krista is dead. Michelle is dead. I died publicly. I was executed. And when I was resurrected, the Bible says I no longer lived for myself, but for him who resurrected me. If your ministry is dying, if you're dying and you want new life, die to yourself. When you're dead, a dead person has no feelings. A dead person has no expectations. A dead person has no opinions. A dead person has absolutely no entitlement. A dead person isn't critical. <laughs> They're dead. <laughs> right and you know you're dead when those feelings are dead when you can honestly surrender when you're okay you're just like amen i trust the process i trust the process it's a continual crucifixion our walk with god it's a continual cru crucifixion because we're we're called to bear fruit we're called, John 15, to, to bear much fruit because we need to stay close to the vine. And, um, you know, people who die give life. The most fruitful people are the people that are the most dead. And how incredible is it to be fruitful? How, I mean, Miriam, you are just fruitful this with princess you were one of the you pretty much she went to your bible talk right and from there started studying the bible how do you feel just share how do you feel seeing her baptized now like it was unreal it was honestly unreal and it's crazy because it had to happen with death in my own life for me to really see like her make it wow. and this has been like barrenness since last year and just being able to see, like, I was about to get into a study with her and then drama happens at home and literally being like, you know, like princess has to come first and going wow. to study at discipleship with all of this drama and just seeing her make it. Like when I prayed that prayer before the study being like, God, she's going to make it because right now I don't want to be in this study with her. So it honestly, sis, like it's so, so true, like so true. 
when you when you die to yourself and now i see her and she's real genuine fruit like she's really legit it's not like daily you time to try and keep her in like no she's, she's on fire exactly exactly so it's honestly a surreal feeling to it. mm -hmm. it's beautiful it's beautiful it really is i mean we we you know daniella shaney how do we feel about these women i mean we're just like oh baby you know they're just growing and they're just incredible abishak david um uh who else are there this is some of the younger christians oh um um trey trey chanel amil 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 sorry bruna bruna oh i love bruna i feel like she's my little sister novella we, and novella's a bit older now she's an older christian getting <laughs> it an older christian now <laughs> but this year yeah there's just been some great additions and um they are just so beautiful because that's the thing like you know when you go to a family gathering right who usually gets all the attention the babies right the little kids and as a church, um, that's the same with us. You know, it's so wonderful to see the little children because there's just something like, wow, the next generation of the Chundula family. You know, <laughs> it's that little cutie, the little baby Greenwood kid. You're like, yay, no, Leah thinks there's kids. She wants to join. Amen. The Turners, when they have babies. The, um, yeah, Carl's kids, you know, there's just something about children. And I just want to encourage us to really go after selfless commitment because it sounds hard and it can be hard, but the joy of bearing fruit is incredible. And as disciples, that is our life force. That is what delights us. It is what makes us joyful. Like it really fills us with true happiness. Uh, so just to close, I would really want to get um, some feedback. You know, boot camp. You know, when you went, when you were you, just like those young men and women on the line with the harsh sergeant drill master, you know, a lot of us need to just get back on that line and just get back into boot camp. I pray that you will go over certain no, areas where maybe there's some i mean there's a lot here there's a lot more scriptures that you can really look at in your own walk with god if you're like me just wanting to get your passion back your heart back to get a undivided devotion back pray really pray connect with a sister and just make a decision to get up at six o'clock every day and have amazing time with god and i really believe prayer is the power of transformation I really do. I really have great faith that God will see you through and will bless you. And I love you guys. You are my why. You will always be my why. And I just pray that all of you will just grow and blossom and fulfill the incredible destiny that God has called you to be, daughters of His love, of the Most High. I love you. Thank you so much for your time tonight. Come on, Michelle. Great job. Amen. Come on, thank you so much, Michelle. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.